0: we'll hand-select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real-world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 66 with Fisher Yan. Fisher spent one summer as a Cutco Vector rep before heading off to school at Dartmouth College. While in college, Fisher started a local chapter of the nonprofit She's the First, supporting girls and women in their quests to achieve more in life. After graduating from Dartmouth, she took a position as a marketing manager at Uber, then later worked at GGV Capital for three plus years, where she built a global community and launched a podcast around cross-border entrepreneurship and technology. She has now launched her own startup advising firm focused on female and minority founders called Fisher Foundry, where she uses her venture experience to grow mission-driven businesses. In this short snippet, she shares lessons and insights from her time-selling Cutco, as well as from her fast-rising professional career. This flashback episode is sponsored by Organifi, which I like to call the Cutco of superfood blends. Their green juice is a blend of 11 superfoods and is great as a replacement for breakfast. My favorite is their gold tea, which is awesome for nighttime. It boosts your immunity and helps you sleep. Everything from Organifi is all natural and organic, and you just mix it with water when you're ready to use it. You can check out the full line of their products at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. You get 15% off everything that they carry by using the discount code CLSK. You can see all our sponsors at changinglivespodcast.com slash deals. Enjoy this flashback segment from Fisher Yan and be sure to revisit the full episode number 66. What were some of the experiences you had during that summer working that you can recall or lessons that came out of your experiences?
1: I definitely had the first mover advantage. So I was the first person in my friend group and in my community who knew about the vector opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so because of the communities that I was a part of in my time growing up in Virginia, I had access to these networks of people that I could reach out to who had also never heard of Cutco before and be that first person to call them and introduce them to a great product. So I picked up the phone books from my elementary school, from my high school marching band, from my church community, and I was able to reach out to all of these people. And that I think was... A really helpful lesson in terms of the power of community and the impact and impression that you leave on people when you first meet them and how those relationships can really last a lifetime or that they introduce interesting opportunities when you least expect them. Something else that I had learned that summer was the power of phone time. That was something that Rich had taught us about of like, that's, that's how you get to the meetings. And I think that there's a lot of hesitation when you pick up that phone in the very beginning, if you're not used to cold calling people, uh, that it can be really intimidating. But I found that talking to strangers has been a really big part of my job and has had a lot to do with the success of my career. And I'm so grateful that they not only taught us how to do it, but really pushed us to get past that initial awkwardness because I found that it has served me for the rest of my life. One thing that I wanted to add in terms of uh, talking to someone who you've never met before that really powers me through these interactions, in my core, I believe that every single person knows something that I don't know, and it is a thrill and a joy to figure it out. And so that has really been another motivating factor in terms of talking to new people and then the exploring the new opportunities that it leads to.
0: So at the end of that summer, you went off to Dartmouth. Tell us a little bit about your experience there.
1: So one of the things that I'm most grateful for in my Dartmouth experience is that I was dropped in a place where there were a number of ambitious people with all sorts of professional interests. But the most important thing to me was that there was a quote at our school and the saying goes, the world's troubles are your troubles and there's nothing wrong with the world that better human beings cannot fix. That was from one of the early presidents of Dartmouth College. And we were reminded of that quote every single year, whether it's the beginning of the year or during graduation, around what the Dartmouth education could give to us and also empowering us to think about our ability to impact change on all sorts of problems, whether it's environmental, political, business-related, throughout the spectrum. And I think that through that inspiration and interests of my own, it kind of gave me the action platform that I needed to start the Dartmouth chapter of this nonprofit called She's the First. So She's the First is a nonprofit organization founded by these two women who are based in New York. And I found out about this organization through a friend who's very close with them. And essentially their mission statement is to make sure that girls and women have the opportunity to pick their own futures which I am more than 100% behind, especially being a woman in business, where I'm in environments where there aren't a lot of people who look like me, uh, whether it's uh, I'm the only person of my gender or the only person of my ethnicity. And so when I was in college working with this nonprofit, I found a lot of opportunities to use the skills that I learned at Vector, uh, whether it was fundraising or Recruiting an organization, there are so many aspects of selling and marketing that showed up uh, through the development and the entrepreneurial spirit that I needed to get the organization off the ground.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. So, look, you're 27 years old. You are on a very positive track, it seems, in your life and in your career. And I just feel like if there's Cutco reps who are 18, 19, 20 years old listening to this, virtually every single one of them would say, "I would like to be." where you are when I'm 27. And, uh, and I would just love for you to share some of the advice you would have for younger people, and really this applies to anybody at any age, but what advice would you have for people who wanna take a big step forward in their career in the years ahead?
1: So something I like to do is, try one thing that scares me once a week. And that pushes me to be outside of my comfort zone as well as say yes to opportunity. And I think those two things put together will get you into a lot of interesting situations. Another piece that's really served me well is a piece of advice my friend gave around, find what your personal monopoly is. And That doesn't necessarily mean starting a business on your own if that doesn't feel like the right thing to you. It might be taking the experiences that you have and creating a really interesting solution that speaks to your unique strengths. So for example, I was able to create a personal monopoly in being cross-cultural because I grew up in a Chinese household and I experienced Western culture outside of my house. So when I was at Uber, I was able to take the English marketing materials and translate them into Chinese and serve an entire demographic, a quarter of the drivers in San Francisco, in a way that no other person on my team could do. Same thing for when I worked at the venture capital firm. I was able to take my experiences in growing up in two different language environments and help my U.S. team understand our Chinese marketing team and vice versa in taking those cultural differences and channeling them through my experience to help talk to both sides. And so I think that it involves a little bit of creative thinking. But when you create that personal monopoly, you create an avenue in your career where no one else can be you and you can't be replaced so easily.
0: What a great insight that was right there. The idea of the personal monopoly. One of my friends and uh, favorite podcast hosts uh, is a guy named Christopher Lockhead. And he talks about the idea that how important it is to be different, right? That it's, it's, it's more important to be different somehow than it is necessarily to, just to try to be better than other people. And figuring out what are our unique traits, our unique qualities that we bring, right? And creating that personal monopoly, as you said, that makes you irreplaceable, right? Because there, there can be no other Fisher Yan, right? Uh, For what you're bringing to your organization, your teams, the people that are around you. So uh, that's a great insight just on uh, the personal monopoly.
1: My other piece of advice is don't be afraid to be a beginner. I think that a lot of people get really excited about being successful and already accomplished. But I think that there's a lot to be said about a willingness to try new things because... You might find out that becomes your personal monopoly. You might find out that this is a different way of doing things that eventually the industry will adopt. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying about the first mover advantage. But it does require you to be humble enough to be a beginner and to not be excellent at something amazing right off the bat.
0: Mm, that That's a great insight. You said something about just the whole idea of trying things that scare you. In one of my interviews, Uh, Andrew Bosworth, who's one of the biggest uh, executives at, at Facebook now, he said he optimized for the steep learning curve. He optimized his life for the steep learning curve. And I think a big part of optimizing for the steep learning curve is deliberately looking for challenges, things that are outside your comfort zone, things that force growth. And, you know, it's, it's, it's great to hear you say that. And I think this is one of the reasons why people take the job selling Cutco is they have to do stuff that's outside their comfort zone. And, you know, for a lot of new reps, if you ever feel that fear in making phone calls or fear in doing some part of the job or fear in something else in your career, I think it's very important to shift your thinking from, Oh no, I'm afraid to, Oh, this is actually going to be good. This is going to force me to grow. This is positive, right? viewing those things in a positive way is integral for growth and, and, being able to become the kinds of people that we have the potential to be. So I feel like that's a great insight that you offered as well, right there.
1: Another piece that I'll add to that is a phrase that I actually got from she's the first, we had it on our t-shirts and it says, go the extra mile. It's never crowded. Mm-hmm. And I think that speaks a lot to the steep learning curve It speaks a lot to trying new things that are the road less taken in that when you have the stamina to do things that are different and the ability to work harder and longer, you'll find that your stamina is what puts you past all of the other people and puts you past the crowd and makes you really stand out.
0: Excellent. Well, Fisher, you know, the theme of our podcast is changing lives. And as you look into your future, five years, 10 years, even more down the road, How do you aspire to change people's lives through your work or through your influence?
1: When I think about my career five or 10 years down the line, I think about the positions that I've been in so far where I haven't found a lot of mentors or leaders that look like me and I want to create that space and opportunity for other people. So diversity and inclusion is really important to me. It was important when I was in college doing She's the First and helping girls be the first in their families to have a secondary school education and really chart their own futures my choice to be in an environment right now where it's mostly male-dominated, and I hope to find more female leaders in that space.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off. We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.